Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 48, and today we have something special in store for every one of you listening to today's podcast, whether you're here on the live chat or whether you are listening and tuning in via iTunes or SoundCloud or As we just announced, we are now available on Spotify as well. So thank you to everyone who's made this a possibility. We're on on, uh, Spotify now, so that's very, very fun and interesting for us. So we're very excited. But before I drag on, let me introduce my co-host as always, Mr. Christian. Christian, how are we? I'm doing well, Ivan. I'm doing well. Uh, Just that much closer to the semester ending, and then everything will be stress-free. A true Cowboy Dan statement, if I've ever heard one. Now, you all may be wondering why Cowboy Dan is not with us. Sadly, he could not join us as he is out filming a music video with Rick Ross and Little Baby. He's out producing his, you know, most wonderful talent. So, Dylan, keep doing what you're doing. Say hello to Rick Ross for us and uh, keep keep it up, Cowboy Dan. Keep it, keep it up. We'll definitely be missing him today on tonight's uh, podcast. But today, as we mentioned, Christian, it is a very special podcast because today we forget about the previews. We forget about the reviews. We talk specifically about what the people want to know about exactly why we went to Twitter and asked that you guys submit your questions for today's live Q&A Eagle Eye podcast, the first ever live Q&A podcast. Christian, how are you feeling? I'm very excited for this, actually. Uh, I saw the questions previ- previously. Didn't really dive much into it because, uh, I don't know, I just want to be like a little bit like surprised, I guess. I saw a couple. I didn't see all of them, though. Definitely. Definitely. But it... it very good, interesting questions that I have here lined up ready for us to go. Um, I mean, it, we just want to say thank you to everyone who uh, who submitted their questions, who, you know, gave us so so many good questions, by the way. Um, I mean, we're about to start with them. And uh, also, for those of you joining us in the live chat, if you have a question, make sure you guys submit it as well. We will get to everyone's question. And uh, hopefully we can have ourselves a pretty good podcast here. All right. No Dylan today, like I mentioned. Christian, it's just you and me. I think this is, the, what, second or third time that, that me and you do this? Mm, it could be the second, actually. I don't think it's the third. We, we would have to go back into our uh, Eagle Eye history to, uh, to, to get that answer. Looks. And talking about a little bit of history, it uh, it actually marks a year since me and Dylan actually started doing this whole podcast. Before there even was an Eagle Eye podcast, mm-hmm. it was just a Club America podcast. I only had like about two, three episodes, but uh, today marked a very, very important day, a year of being behind this microphone and talking about Atacula del America. So that was pretty, pretty cool. Unfortunately, Dylan can't be here. We can't reminisce in the moment, but it, uh, it, it, it began this domino effect trickled down to what we are today. Um, and for those of you who don't know this story, let me give you kind of the quick recap of what happened, how it is that we got here to the Eagle Eye podcast. And I think we all owe it to Mr. Cowboy Dan. He messaged me on a YouTube comment saying if I wanted to be, uh, if I wanted to do a podcast with him. And uh, there's always, always a dream of mine to be able to talk about, you know, Liga MX, preferably, of course, America in English. Um, and when he approached me, of course, I said yes. And I told him, what did you have in mind? And he said, you know, we could do a whole Liga MX show or we could do one specifically about a team. And uh, I told him, well, what team specific did you have in mind? And funny enough, he said America. 
And at that moment, it just it, it automatically clicked. And, uh, you know, we, we got together after that. We started recording a podcast. We were terrible at first. You guys can uh. <laughs> go back and listen to that one. It's, it's completely not to say that we're, you know, professionals now we still have so many so much to grow but uh from then on we kind of just strive to be better each and every other podcast and hopefully we have and uh you know from then on came the idea of giving it a name and it became the ego eye podcast in uh in december we announced it and then of course the ego eye podcast had its first episode in january so we're running um all, we're running really close to a year of the ego eye podcast as well so that's going to be something very very interesting and fun to do when that uh, when that time comes around. And then, of course, now we're here with, uh, you know, Cowboy Dan, you, Christian, and me uh, talking about Atagilas. Yeah, dude, it's a, it's a great story when you really go into detail. And, you know, it's going to be fun when the Eagle Eye podcast uh, makes it, uh, its ear anniversary in January. It should be interesting. It should be. And we have something special lined up for that, don't we? We do. We have something very special lined up for that. So make sure you guys do not miss out on that podcast. It's going to be a year podcast. Uh, it will be in January, the first week of January. We will let you guys know. Make sure you guys do come on by because we are going to be doing something amazing for that one year just to commemorate not just the podcast, but you guys, specifically you guys who are the listeners. So thank you so much. And uh, hopefully you guys can make it out to that live show. If not, so as always, as always, we recommend you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and now, of course, the new one, Spotify. So if you got yourself a Spotify playlist, make sure you guys throw the Eagle Eye podcast in there. Why not? Definitely. We're, we're a good listen. I would hope so. <laughs> uh, all right, Christian. Well, let's jump straight into this Q&A, and uh, hopefully by the time we keep on going, more people will be stopping by and giving us uh, more questions for this live Q&A. So let's get started with the first question we received once we posted this uh, this tweet out, letting people know that we had a Q&A going on. Mm-hmm. Go for so, it. First question of the night comes from Mr. Alan Tomayo. Shout out to Mr. Alan and La Rasaca Americanista out there. Thank you for Goats. all your supports. Definitely. Go <laughs> in the Club America uh, just world, really, what they've been doing down there in Mexico is amazing, and I, I guess it's just really good. Um, it, it's 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 a really good kind of platform that they have going on, and and that we can kind of base ourselves and 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 kind of not specifically model ourselves after them, but you know, take pointers from them and, and learn from them as well. Definitely. So it's great to have them and and to be able to be you know call them friends. Uh, but Alan's question is uh here favorite. America player of all time. Of all time. Hmm. That one's tough. Now that one is tough. That one is tough because, I mean, granted, you're very young still, but, but uh, we've seen a lot of players come in into this America side who could potentially be, for us, the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. our favorite players. So, Christian, I'm interested to see what's, uh, what's going on. When in your mind, when 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 you're asked this question? Oh wow! So for you, for those that don't know, I started watching in 2005. Funny enough, that was the year we we won uh, the Clausura. But um, so I guess what most Americanistas would say, the obvious answer would oh would be um. 
You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go on Temovanko. Only because, listen, I don't think I saw enough of him. And granted, I was at a young age. But looking back at it now and watching everything, you know, you kind of have to, like, take, uh, like, appreciate what he did for us and realize that that is really a once-in-a-lifetime player. So I guess Contemo Blanco would be my answer. Okay, Contemo Blanco. I would imagine that is, a, like, the answer for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Blanco. Um, I was really, uh, I really had a hard time with this one because, uh, as many of you guys know, I I, wa- I started watching around the same time as Christian, uh, La Clausura, that we won. And I, I, uh, it was tough because at that same Clausura emerged this young potential goalkeeper by the name of Francisco Guillermo Ochoa. Um, and, and I really just followed his career from then on. So, uh, as much as I want to say Cotamoc Blanco because he is the GOAT, he is a player that we will never have a player like that ever again. Um, I, I think I'm going with Guillermo Ochoa. Guillermo Ochoa. I'm I love going Guillermo with Ochoa. Guillermo Ochoa as my all-time favorite America player. Speaking of Ochoa, I actually – do you remember that that um, that um jersey he had? with It was white. The America logo was in the middle. Yes. Uh, sponsored by Beanball at that time. It was like white, red, and blue. Yes. That, I, that was my first actual ever jersey. No I way. I swear. I think I still have it somewhere. It's it's lost somewhere. But if I ever do find that, I will definitely show it to you. That is amazing. My first jersey ever, yeah. Now, that jersey was amazing. But I always thought the coolest jersey that he ever wore in an America year was the one, uh, was like the Azteca one. It was white with blue, but like the like it was like all Azteca symbols. Yes, yes, yes. It was the the second outline was like kind of like bluish. Yes, yes. yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, I know exactly. What you're talking that about. one was that one was dope. Yes, that was crazy. Um, and actually, I think he designed um he designed the one that you wore. Oh, the the one with the, the yeah. one in the middle. The one, the one in the middle. That said, you know, mm-hmm. I want to go with this. Um, yeah. I'm with him, and he actually had one of the best games I've ever seen him play with that jersey. It was in uh, in in a semifinal against Chivas in the Estadio Jalisco. He absolutely shut out all of Guadalajara, and it was mm-hmm. an amazing game. I still remember this to this day, and it was a great matchup. Whoever hasn't watched that, go and watch the highlights of just Memo Cho of what he did that game. Absolutely mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Goalkeeper go. So, you say Cotomo Blanco. I say, I Blanco, yes. say uh, Guillermo Ochoa. It'd be interesting to see if Dylan was here, who'd he pick? Dylan would pick Narciso Mina, definitely. definitely. I, would, I feel like he Hands would down. pick Narciso Mina, too. I think, I, think, I think Cowboy Dan and Narciso Mina are low-key, very good friends. Honestly, I think so. I think they're, they have each other's uh, WhatsApp, and they text, like, every single day. They do. I'm pretty sure they they mm-hmm. they probably go back and forth, and you know they 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 probably exchange recipes on on. You oh, know. definitely, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I definitely. And Dylan Dylan gives them singing lessons. You know, it's, it's the, the whole nine yards basically. Definitely, I, I could see that happening. So I think okay, Cotomo Blanco, you get me, and mm-hmm. most likely Cowboy Dan would definitely say Narciso Mina. Definitely. I I I agree with that. I agree with that a hundred a hundred percent. All right, let's move on into the next question here. It's a very interesting one, and uh, one that we, uh, we 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 hear a lot during Go this. And it is, 
can we get rid of Roger Martinez? Shout out to Sergio. That is Ooh. at Serge Gizzle. I, I, I think that's that's how you say it. So shout nice. out to Sergio, mm-hmm. uh, who gives us that question. And, and I, I repeat it again. Can we get rid of Roger Martinez? That's his question. Now, I wish he would have went a little bit more in deep. Like, does he mean like this winter or next summer? Because if it's this winter, definitely not. 100% he is not going anywhere this winter. Next summer, though, I t- still don't see him leaving. But if he has another goalless season next season, then there is a chance that he could leave. I can definitely see that too. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that too. Um, I think maybe what he means in a sense is, can we just get rid of him because he is like just—he's been terrible. <laughs> I, I mean, not trying to you know sugarcoat anything here, but mm-hmm. he has been terrible for us this season. That is true. Um, I wish this wasn't the case, and who knows? We've been saying this every single podcast, but maybe against Veracruz he scores a hat trick, and then we're all praising him, and we forget the the, the other sixteen games that happened. So who knows? And funny that you talk about that Veracruz game. I, I maybe we should also mention that the game is not going to be played in the Estadio Azteca, like the yeah, Americanista. Mm-hmm. Although uh, it didn't all pan out, it, it was speculated that it could be moved to Veracruz, but, but like Toluca was nice enough to let us borrow their stadium for this game. And only this game. Yes, only this game. Only, only this game because, because there was back. Yes, because also I think we asked for it. In the Ligia as well, and they said no. Smart. Why would you? Mm, I know, but but yeah, but people are saying because I'll wait. But my question is: Azteca won't be ready for the Ligia next week. Well, the Ligia, yeah, I'm. Mm. Because we also we have to remember that Cruz Azul is in the Azteca too, and they will have home games like us. So. In the second leg as well. Like, yeah. how, do, how does that work? I guarantee you that one of us will get Sunday, the other one will get Saturday. That's how it's going to go for home games in the league. Is that possible? Yeah. That's possible? Okay. And? I didn't know that was possible. That's why I'm asking. Because I didn't know that we can play. Like, I thought we needed to let the grass breathe for, like, a day or something. I thought that was a rule. No, they'll they'll have... They'll have, They'll have one, okay, so one Saturday. I'm ready to go play Saturday and most likely play Sunday. Most likely, yes. Most likely, yes. Okay. Because I didn't know that, actually. See, I learned something every day. There you go. The more you know, the more go. you know. But, um, yeah, that, that Toluca game is that Toluca game. That Veracruz game is going to be played in the Estadio Nemesio Diaz on Saturday. Pop uh, quiz. Nemesio. Ivan, do you remember the last time we played at the Nemesio Diaz local? Do you remember the last game we played? The last game we played in the Estadio de Mesio Diaz as local. Was it a Libertadores game? It was a Libertadores game, yes. Was it... Who did we play against? I'm trying to remember, trying to remember, trying to remember. I can't remember exactly. Who who did we play? I thought you would know. I, I know, I know it was a uh, Libertadores game for sure. I remember, yeah, I remember we but had it a was, game there. Um, I don't know exactly who we played. Um, I'm trying to remember here, but I can't. It just, it, it's not clicking. Nope, who knows? But maybe if you guys do know, let us know in the comments. 
and uh, and, and tweet at us exactly who. When was the last time America played in the Stadion de Mesodía as local? That should have been a great trivia question, by the way. It should have been a great trivia question, but it's not. Oh wait, was it Libertadores? Dude, uh, dude I, I think we're giving false information. Oh my! I think it was a Sudamericana. I think we're confusing it. Was it a Sudamericana? I think it was a Sudamericana. Wasn't the team from Colombia? Like the team in blue? Yeah, I remember they were wearing blue. Weren't they wearing blue? I'm pretty sure they were wearing blue. Dude, we're talking years back. <laughs> Dude, this is, this we're is talking probably, years and years. This is probably 11 years ago. Wow. I mean, my brain can go back, but... Yeah, my, yeah same, but... No. Listen, anyone, anyone listen, listening to us, you got you to gotta cut us a break. <laughs> Me, I really think it, I think it was with Americana now that I'm thinking harder about it. It probably was. Chat, let us know. Do go on Google, do something, please. Let us know. Hashtag help. Hashtag help us because we don't know everything, unfortunately. Even though we should, though. That isn't that our job to know everything. We try to do our best. Mm-hmm. That should be simple enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, all righty. Thank you so, again, Sergio, for that question. Moving I love, on. I love how we strayed off from that question. Right. <laughs> That's terrible. Um. Hopefully he got himself a pretty decent answer. Yeah. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Really, really sorry about that. Now, here comes a question from someone who we know quite well, and someone from the community, Miss Gary Torres. Karina. Shout out to Miss Gary Torres, uh, doing wonderful things with her lady podcast with Amelia and uh, Andrea. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very fun listen, actually. It is a very good listen. You know, it, it's it's interesting to see a different perspective. Oh, definitely. And uh, and intake kind of what the ladies have to say in regards to their own soccer. You know, because mm-hmm. it's more about the ladies and and their their football than it is about the men's taking kind of a consideration into what they're doing. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. So keep, keep up the great work, and then of course her other podcast, the uh, another football podcast, also a great listen with um our. Also, someone we know pretty well, Mr. Tom Harrison. Um, Thomas. So, here is the question for um, Gary. If you guys could pick three players from the teams that aren't in La Liga and add them into your squad in La Liga, who would they be? Hmm. And I will add on why. Wow. Oh, okay, well... Mm, well, first of all, we don't really know all the eight teams that are in. I mean, we know, like, the top four, top five, maybe. But the other rest are still going to be in play in the last in the last day of the of the, um, of the league. This weekend. This weekend, yes, this weekend. Um, as it stands right now, I think 11 through 18 are out of league, yes. So if you want to choose from there, I mean, we can choose from there if you want. Yeah, we'll we'll keep it at that. We'll go from eleven okay. to eighteen. Okay, eleven so, to eighteen. Okay, eleven to eighteen is Chivas, Puebla, León, Lobos, Boab, Necaxa, Tijuana, Atlas, and Veracruz. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was to pick three, and I think I would go with someone from Atlas, and okay. Brian Garnica. Brian Garnica. Okay. I mean, the guy is extremely talented. Mm-hmm. I will then go with someone in Leon, and I would be Mister Boselli. Okay, that's that was one of mine. We need goals, and I think he would definitely fit in perfectly. 
Um, and the last one, I mean, it's 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 tricky, but uh, I I think I'd go with Nakaksa. Nakaksa, okay. And what is that player that they have? Victor Davila. Victor Davila. Mm-hmm. Definitely an amazing player. Great, versatile. And I think he'd add a lot to the America side that sometimes we lack when, for example, Renati Barra isn't on the pitch. Right. Or when, you know, players like Cecilia Dominguez or Ibarwen are kind of, you know, inexistent in a match. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Those are some great picks, actually. I think I said one of them. It would be Leon's Mario Boselli. Um, the second one, I think, would be Puebla's uh, Chumacero. Okay. Uh, he's the midfielder, and like you said, I he provides a lot of offense, honestly. And his creativity for Puebla is it, it goes unnoticed. He does so much for Puebla, and I mean, I guess it's because I mean, no disrespect to Puebla, but I think it's a team he's on. He doesn't get that much recognition from the community, but that is that is a player I've had in my uh, I've kept an eye on for a while. Uh, the last one, hmm, I. See, I don't want to copy off of you because you know Victor Davila is a great player. He is, man. Mm, yikes. Hmm. Was Tijuana is not in either? Who is Tijuana? Listen, I don't know. This is hard. Can I put me on the spot? Maybe I should have went over these questions. <laughs> Probably should have. Wait, Lobo's about. Wait, who's that? Huh. You know what? I'm gonna just say Davila too. Davila is honestly an amazing player and rumored to be moving this uh this winter, and it's not to America. So um, it's a little bit disappointing, but it's good for him honestly to get out of Nicaxa and um explore and showcase his talent somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. Now, this is from us just kind of knowing Dylan and knowing Cowboy Dan. Oh um, my god! I think, I think his pick. I think. Honestly, he would definitely, definitely pick Militon Hernandez. I think he would, <laughs> he would definitely want Militon Hernandez to come to America and uh, and try to do some stuff. And another Veracruz player, I think he would love to have Osmar Maris back. Osmar Maris back, definitely. I was going to do Osmar Maris, but, you know, I didn't want to get the... That was Dylan's pick, let's be honest. That was oh, Dylan's and Necaxa's Willy Peña, duh. Yeah. Look, those three He's not even in Necaxa anymore, but we're still going to say he's in Necaxa. Yeah, for for the meantime, we'll say for this question. Well, okay. like, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that would be Dylan's uh, Cowboy Dance's pick mm-hmm. for three players that would come that he would take from the Liguilla, mm-hmm. the, the teams that are not in the Liguilla, and put them in America for the Liguilla. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Cowboy Dan, who always has some very good, interesting picks. And uh, shout out to Miss Cari Torres again. Thank you, Cari, for your wonderful, wonderful question. Uh, actually had Dylan there on his toes. Yeah. I mean, Christian, look at that. Let me see. Um, All righty. Well, let's move on into the next question. And I, I'm using this one because it's, it's very similar to Cari's question. Um, but it's a little bit different in a sense. Let me, let me read off the question and then you'll kind of get a base of it, but shout out to Mr. Little Hattrick. At Mexican Soccer Nine, great guy, great friend. Oh, of the great guy! Yes. Says, who are three players from Liga MX not in America that you would like to have 
in the club and who's one player from outside of Mexico that you would love to join America? A realistic option, though, question mark. Oh, okay, from Europe. Okay, from or from anywhere outside from of Mexico. Okay, outside of Mexico. Okay, one player that straight that shoots right off would be um, Victor Guzman from Pachuca. Okay. Imagine Victor Guzman in America. Oh my God. Dude. I mean, he would do much more. Um, Roberto Alvarado from Cruz Azul. Okay, interesting. I, I love that guy so much, honestly. Like, I, I was so upset so when he actually went to Cruz Azul. Uh, uh, honestly, um, maybe not now, but uh, but it has to be from now, right? Like, like realistically, from ne for next season, if we really wanted yeah. these players. Okay, so no, never mind. I was going to say Gignac, but no, that's uh, he's, I, I think that ship has sailed. Um, you know what? I'm gonna say Alexis Vega from Toluca. Okay, okay, that one was actually interesting. I, I would not expect Alexis Vega. Okay, and who is your one pick outside of Mexico? Oh, outside of Mexico, realistically oh, speaking. Realistically speaking, I love how I'm picking all attacking attacking options. So maybe I should go defensive. And say um, el pollo, el pollo briseño. Okay. To, to back up to yeah 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 we'll go with that one. You think that's actually that would be realistic? That is realistic. Okay. Definitely realistic. But there's rumors that he might go to Chivas though, which I don't know why. Because why would you go to Chivas? You know, when you have America. Yeah, well, some people sometimes don't see it that way. Yeah, there's true. a lot of controversial going around that team right now with their signings. Oh yeah. Um well we don't we don't we don't get into that mess though, so we don't we let them no, take care yeah, of we let them deal with that drama. But yeah, Vega, Guzman, and Roberto Alvarado. Nice. Now I'm going Oh Mexicans, to... by the way, if you guys didn't know. Yeah. Oh, Mexicans. Look at that. I will say this though. I will copy you and say Victor Guzman because mm -hmm. I think right now he is on fire. He's just ridiculous. I think he'd be great. Now if I'm going with someone in Mexico, well, in the Liga Mekis, mm -hmm. um, this is tough. This it is, is tough. Really tough because tough. I'm trying to find areas of the pitch in which we need reinforcements. Um, and I think I definitely would probably take uh, Mario Boselli still. Mario Boselli, really? Yeah. Even, even at his age right now? I think he has two good years left in him, and I think that's what America just needs right now. Okay. You know? Okay, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Mario Rosselli would be a great addition. Um, and I'm thinking someone to partner him up with. And this is someone that's kind of been in the rumor mill and definitely has been linked with America for quite some time now. And I think this partnership might work pretty decently. And that is Aviles Hurtado. Aviles Hurtado. Oh. That, imagine. Really, a that's honestly very. Top with the likes of Ibarra, uh, Mateo Suribe, Guido Rodriguez, and uh, Ibarra Win. That is a very Ibarra. interesting. That's so weird that you say Aviles Hurtado because I, I saw that article today that America was flirting with the idea of, you know, trading Cecilio for Aviles Hurtado. I would 
be okay with it. Um, me too. Actually, me too. Yeah, it would be interesting. It would be interesting indeed. So again, thank you. Uh, and, little- and, and if that happens this winter, just know, thank us, guys. <laughs> or thank little hatcher because he, he, he gave uh he gave the question actually i didn't give my uh my one pick from outside oh yeah yeah, um, yeah. i mean this is hard because you have a massive pool to pick up to pick from yeah but you have to keep it realistically because if we're not I, you know i would easily say freaking you know but i don't know what happened um Wait, you you didn't think Desenia was was realistic? No, I don't think he. Oh, you don't think he's realistic? Um, no, I don't think he would he would leave Europe in that sense. You know? Really? Yeah. I mean, he's killing it right now, so you're right. I don't see why he would, but but you know, money talks nowadays. It most definitely does. Trust me. Um. I mean, look. I want to say. Uh, Listen, we. I want to say someone like Miguel Almiron or someone like Joseph Martinez. You know, I was thinking Joseph Martinez, but then people might say, because, you know, I support Atlanta that, you know, that's why I'm saying that. But Miguel Almiron, imagine Miguel Almiron. Imagine causing havoc in the middle of the field. I'm looking more at Joseph because Joseph is, it looks like he doesn't know how not to score. That's true. The only problem with Joseph Martinez is his temper. Like, it could be it could be seen as good or it could be seen as bad. Mostly in Atlanta, when he gets really frustrated, he shuts off. There's there's no going back. You're not gonna get him back into the game. That's the only that's the only one downside of Joseph Martinez I can think of. Other than that, though, he's a natural killer. Ah, but if I had to pick someone to come in that is realistic, um, I think I'm going someone like Diego Reyes. Diego Reyes. Now, see, that's realistic too. I'm not sure what Diego Reyes. I think Diego Reyes would definitely be uh be a very good candidate. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It sucks that you know he's not really getting noticed in Europe. You know, because he's 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 honestly a great defender. Nice, nice. Well, that is uh that's that's actually a pretty good uh some pretty good picks I would say. Now we just need one of those to come true. Hopefully. Oh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think we would be we would be content uh, with at least one, maybe two. Hopefully, came through, right? Right, yeah, definitely. All right, well, this is kind of a perfect segue for us to kind of pause and give you a little bit of a chance to give today's oh uh, trivia. Okay, sure, no problem. Let me pull that up right now. Speak uh, funny enough, I think today is like a throwback thing. Because 2005 seems to be the topic for today. But today's trivia question is, who did America defeat in the 2005 Clausura semifinal? Not the final, semifinal. Oh, that one's good. I think it was uh, Veracruz. Yeah, because I'm at... Oh. Hello? Hello? Oh, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> right from, now. Right from the Bahamas. Oh, what? Y'all told him I was at the Bahamas? Dylan, it's AKA Cowboy Dan. Dylan, is Cowboy Rick Ross Dan. still with you? <coughs> Say hi to Rick huh? Ross for us. Is Rick Ross still with you? No, DJ Khaled is now. Oh, 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 so, oh, okay. so get him on the pod. I, I told him, I said, man, I have this podcast to do. He said, you got to do it, man. Another one. I was like, okay, mm, cool. Another one. Yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Cowboy Dan, ladies and gentlemen, making his appearance in tonight's episode. Dylan, how are we? 
A short appearance. I'm um, doing good after a long concert. There you go. See, we weren't lying to you. We told you he was out with Rick Ross and Lil Baby filming a music video for a concert. Y'all, y'all put y'all put artist names out there that I don't even Dude, listen to. Dude, is that your car going <laughs> off in the background? Yeah, I'm I'm in my car He's right turning. now. <laughs> Are you turning? I, I just turned. I literally just turned. Dude, I, I heard the I heard a little blinker noise. Oh, that was so funny. Yeah, I'm in my car right now. So, what what, what question are we on? Um, Ooh, this is we're a- actually giving the people a question. <laughs> right. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's trivia time, Dylan. Oh, okay, okay, let's hear it. I want to hear the question. Okay, the question was: Who did America defeat in the 2005 Clausura semifinal? Oh, the semifinal. Um, I have to say it's Real Madrid. <laughs> Listen, you can't get freebies. No freebies on the pod, please. <laughs> no freebies. I'm ch- I-, I wasn't trying. I'm-, I'm trying to catch up still. I mean, that's probably the only question I probably got right so I can catch up <laughs> on the leaderboard. That's true. You're, you're now at 10 points. You, you 10 remember points, you? Mm-hmm, 10 points. There you go. <laughs> Scaling little by little. So shout out to Mr. Chicken Biscuit who says driving and podcasting, the ultimate multitasking at hand. Definitely. Oh, uh, the, the, that's how you know the grind's well real for me. That is true. That is dedication, hundred percent dedication. All right, gentlemen. Okay, well, don't forget that you guys are also allowed to ask us questions in the chat. Make sure you guys do drop us a question if you guys want to know anything. It is the Q and A segment of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Literally Literally anything. Rumor. I'll answer anything. Yeah. Even if you ask what uh, my social security number is, I might just give it out. Might. Not 100%, but we might give it out. All righty. Let's move I on. I give out my phone number. What? I give out my phone number. I'll yeah. definitely give out my phone number. No. I don't have a problem with that, actually. Yeah, I don't I have a problem with that. It's 911. <laughs> 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 yeah, I call right now. Yeah, yeah, call now. Alrighty. Well, actually, don't move. don't do that. <laughs> and when they're like, "Nine one one, what's your emergency?" Uh, yeah, they said this was the Eagle Eye Hotline. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yikes! Alright. Okay, we'll move on to another question from Twitter, and then we'll take questions from the group chat. How's that sound? Alright. Alright. Here is a question from Mr. Anthony Erejon. Erejon. I'm sorry if I put you down, man. Oh, that's my friend. I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, he's a really good dude. He actually lives in Jersey. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Shout out to you, Mr. Anthony. The question of the night for him is, what are the real possibilities that if we don't get number 13, yeah, Piojo is gone after the season, and who would slash should replace him? I'm going to say I'm sorry because I didn't hear you because – uh. Yeah, I just didn't hear you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we're not listening. That's minus two points for Christian in the in, in trivia. Thanks. What, qu- question from Anthony says, what are the real possibilities that if we don't get number 13, that Piojo is gone after the season and who slash should replace him? Okay. Um, if we don't win the 13th in December, Piojo is gone. Okay. In my opinion, hundred okay. percent should be gone, has to be gone. This December, if we don't lift thirteen, 
who could replace him if we don't win? Yikes. That's a that's a that's a large pool to um actually nothing I mean, not really that large, but there is a few a few candidates, wouldn't you say, Ivan? I would, I would. Mm. I would like to hear your thoughts on that uh, one. Uh the last podcast I said uh El Russo, but no one Oh wait, or maybe we weren't live when we said that when we were talking about that. No, we didn't. We weren't live. Okay, so and I were I think it was an uh, after podcast meeting. I we somehow this conversation got brought up, and um, I said Russo, and everyone looked at me like, "What the hell? You are crazy." But uh, my my defense to that was that he didn't get a real chance. Well, he did get a real chance. Just the team he had wasn't you know not to par, you know. And we still went to um, we still went far. We we did good. We did good. Um, even with that squad, so maybe he deserves a chance with our a decent squad or a real good squad, depending what we do in the transfer window. So that that would be a good pick. Um, I would want to see what Vucetich would do in in America, and I think the the popular one. Well, I want to, I want to say popular, but the one that was talked about at least for a brief moment was uh, Rafa Puente. Um. I think Rafa Puente would fit in very nice in America, actually. And I do think that one day we will see him at the America bench. I don't know. I don't, I don't like Rafa Puente, but that's... Oh, you don't like Rafa Puente? Nobody likes you, Ivan. Mm. <laughs> I guess I have no counter-argument to that. <laughs> Go for it. Dylan, what's your take on this? <clears throat> My take... Um... You know, to be to be honest, I know me and you kind of agreed on it a lot, Ivan, that we said that uh, we give Piojo to the Clausura, but um, to me, I don't know, man. I, I I kind of I kind of agree, with Christian. Christian, I wouldn't be really surprised if if we see him out by December. But then again, you know, I still think the board give him to to the Clausura, at least. But um, really, I I think it'd be nice if uh, if uh, America were to hijack Oscar Pareja from Cholos. Oh, interesting. I mean, someone, interesting. someone that you've seen throughout the years and, and, and know kind of decently well what he can bring to the table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I mean, if you if you look at it after, I think it was like 15 plus years since FC Dallas up to the trophy and he he had them lift two up, a uh, supporter shield in the open and um, they did good things. Like I think it was three years, two years ago and the Coco Champions um, just kind of disappointing and some heartbreak for me a little, a little bit there, even, even though, even though it kind of ended good too, but, um, but you know, it's just, it's just the team that he had at FC Dallas would never really seem to live up to the potential. And I feel like a lot of people were blaming that on him whenever it should have, it should have been half and half, but it seemed to go more on Oscar than anything. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I agree with that. Um, I would say that he is not gone this December if he doesn't lift the trophy, but he is gone at uh, the end of the clausura if he has not lifted a trophy. A trophy, not yeah, a, trophy. a trophy. Yeah. Yes, I caught that. I caught that. A trophy. So if we win Copa Mekis next season and do not lift the trophy in um in the clausura, then you still see him for another season. This is off topic, but I'm I'm actually kind of sad we're not in Champions League this year. It is quite sad because yeah. the Champions League, yeah, uh, is <laughs> well, it, it's it's just a little bit more of uh, entertainment than what a couple yeah. of matches. Mm-hmm. 
So that is for another time to discuss. That's another time, definitely. So I'm oh, actually yeah. I'm actually very interested to hear your next uh, answer, Ivan. Okay, so I mean, I've said it myself. I don't see there is a perfect candidate out there for America to come in and say, yes, you are the perfect replacement. You are going to get us perfect. But now coming Romano. to there is one coach that is available at this moment that has done it with America. Romano. No, Romano has not done it with America. <laughs> Romano will <laughs> America to second division. <laughs> um, I think it. Uh, I, I think right now, if I had to, t- if I had to take someone, it would most likely be Turko Mohamed. Turko Mohamed. I can't believe that slipped my mind. Turko Mohamed. But again, I don't. After him, I mean, I don't. I don't really know if there's another coach out there that I'm like, yes, he fits the criteria. A lot of people say Busetich. teach. I said Vucetich. I mean, I wouldn't mind him, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like he just would bomb. Um, That's interesting to take, actually, because he actually does has done pretty well. He has done pretty well. I mean, his Monterrey side was extremely well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you see, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, I guess it's just kind of something I feel inside. Right. Um, so we'll move on. To the next just question. Just a, just a, I'm sorry, just to no. back up my question or my, yeah, my answer, man. Uh, because I saw it in the chat of UCL and UCL reminds me of Real Madrid. But you know what Real Madrid did with Zidane and now I was doing with Solari that, uh, you know, you bring in someone that knows the team, you know, that knows what it means to be on Real Madrid and lives and breathes Real Madrid. That's why I chose Russo because that guy. If you want to see America in a person, it's that guy. If I mean, maybe Ivan, you can agree, Absolutely. maybe disagree. That's like the, I tell you that. Yeah, I'm no, I agree with you. I mean, right. So like, like you know, but there's only one person. It's, it's been a while since we had that. Don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure uh, Miguel Herrera, El Piojo, like loves America. Like probably has America to his heart as of you know right now. But Russo, though, listen to me when I say this guy lives in Brazil. America. And I'll end it there. That, that, there's only one person out there that I know could come into this side and actually do the same thing Sidan did with Real Madrid. But he's not coaching right now. Exactly. He's too busy in the political side of things. Don't, don't remind us of that. No, he is the only person. Yes, you want someone that knows what it is to to play in America, who knows what it means, why not get the one player that came out of the cantera, the one player that came so out... Why not get you? Why not get you, Ivan? Uh, because they 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 saw my my um, my uh, my resume and they said, you know what? You're, you're two credits short. Two credits short? God dang. But Cuauhtémoc Blanco would probably be the only right. player that could come <laughs> in and do that. Right. Uh, he's always said he's had a, he's always wanted to come in and coach. Uh, he's very good friends with Emilio Escarraga, and um, Emilio has said whenever Cotomo Blanco wants the opportunity, and if the opportunity is there, it's more than his. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, for me that's the only guy I would want. Right. That's the only guy I would want. The mm-hmm. only guy I could see coming in and doing things exactly the way Sedan kind of did them. Okay. 
But that is me as Carlos said, Vasco Aguirre. Vasco Aguirre. Who actually does know what it is to play in America, played in America. Um, would know what it is because he won a title with America. Mm. So, I mean, that's another good person. Um, but I guess we'll, we'll, we'll end it at that. I mean, everyone has. Wait, wait. I want, I want to add one more thing before I go. Cause I, I, like I said, when I came on, it was only short, short term. Now I have to leave again. Okay. But I, but, but I did want to make an appearance, Ivan, because I know this day is very special to the podcast and does, but I, I do have to go because my grandparents are waiting for me as, as they're about to go eat dinner. Nice. So yeah, we're going to have DJ Khaled there too with us. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. Fancy, <laughs> but but no no like in all honesty like like whenever I see um a coach like like I'm not even gonna give a person I'm just kind of gonna give some uh some qualities that I want to not not necessarily qualities but like characteristics I want to see out of him um obviously I want him to be be a good leader uh to the team um and obviously give give uh the respect and the confidence in the team especially who he picks to be his captain um. You know, just just looking for those things too, and and motivate his team. You know, I uh, and one thing too. You know, I I just it may seem bad at times, but like I just want him to be like critical about every single little thing too. Like like I don't care if it's it's a four nil win for Medico or a three nil win. You know, I want him to pinpoint what exactly they did wrong still and where they can still improve. Because no matter no matter those big results, there's always somewhere. And something that that the team has done wrong that he doesn't like, and and he knows it too. But at the end of the day, you know, he wants to celebrate the win, and he wants to keep the team in high spirits. But he's also got to realize the thing, the little things that they don't do right that they can do better on. And you know, that's something that I want to see from this next coach, whoever we get, whether Piojo stays or not. You know, I I think me and you and Ivan, me and you and Ivan agree to the extent that if Piojo does not have a title by the Guasuda, a title whether it be Copa Mekis or the, or the league, then he's out. Um, but then again, I, I kind of agree with Christian. You know, I, I wouldn't be too surprised if Piojo's out by December. But that, that's all I got to say on that as I make my way out of the podcast, uh, probably for the rest of the night. I just wanted to make a short appearance and say hi to everybody and all that. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank there you, you Cowboy Dan, for making your quick appearance. I know you have, uh, you, you're a very busy man doing very amazing things. Uh, go ahead and go enjoy your dinner. Tell DJ Kelly what's up. See if he ever wants to come on the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, go get yourself another one. <laughs> another one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. But no, I'll, I'll talk to y'all later. And uh, thanks for uh, the fans for tuning in tonight too and everything. But I'll talk to y'all later. All righty. Thank you, Dylan. Godspeed. We'll see Yeehaw. you very soon. Bye, guys. Alrighty, well there you guys have it. Cowboy Dan making a short, short appearance, and like Chicken Biscuit said, hustler Dan, cowboy like, hustler. Like Dan. So, hashtag Dylan is my spirit animal is still trending on Twitter, so make sure you guys do keep on making that a possibility. Oh, he made a very good, very good assessment there in what the quality should be for the next coach. Um, someone who is very rigid with his kind of tactics, someone who knows exactly what he wants from his players, can demand from his players, um, and someone that the players will respect automatically. Oh, I think nice. when uh, when when Sidan comes into the Real Madrid coach uh, in the, into the locker room, I think he's automatically respected. In Instant respect. That's what I'm saying. Because of who he is, what he's done. Um, 
Granted, he didn't have the best managerial career when he took over Real Madrid. No, but it was terrible. Like who that was, and you know, he, even for the likes of someone like Ronaldo, you know. Listen, he came in with a with a bad record from Castilla. The rest is history. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to wait and see if America does get a new coach or if Pio Herrera maybe. Who knows? Maybe Piojo becomes the next Sir Alex Ferguson, but for America. Yes. Winning the title after title after title. Okay, well, it starts this December then. If that's gonna be if that if that's the case, it starts this December. It needs to. It needs to. It needs to happen. All right. Well, thank you, Anthony, for that question. All righty, moving on into the next one. And this one comes from Mr. Kevin Perez. Mm-hmm. Who is actually here on the live chat right now, too? So shout out to Mr. Kevin. Shout out. Who says America played all classicals at home this season? Whoa. And drew all of them. 0 0 against Cruz Azul. Technically, we were away, but we knew we were home because of the Estadista. 1 1 versus Chivas and 2 2 versus Pumas. Would we have done better playing any of those away? Obviously, not counting the Cruz Azul one. Very interesting question. And I say so because it's not just any game he's talking about. It's three big important games in regards to a Clásico. Mm -hmm. Now, would things have changed if we played away? The way we were playing around the time, maybe the one that I think maybe possibly would be the Cruz Azul one if we were playing at the Estadio Azul. But I think overall, I, mean, I don't think so. I think yeah. it probably would have been the same thing. I think we lose against Pumas. In I don't think we lose. Um. Yes, I, we. I think we lose against Pumas, and so I think we draw still against Chivas in the only life, or as yeah, like- we withdraw. We withdraw against Chivas. But then again, Chivas was really bad back then, at, even at home too. They they had a really, really, really bad record at home. Yeah, but you see how they play against us, and it's like they no, come. Yeah, no. I know. We should realistically, we should have scored four goals on them, though. We should have. We should have won. Should have. We, we should have definitely won that game. We know. We know. We should. Yeah, we know. We know. We should have won that game. But it, it takes more than just actually having to know. Yeah. That we actually need to go out and win it. Yeah, we, yeah, we probably would have lost against Pumas, to be honest. I think. Yeah, you're right. I think no, it wouldn't have made a difference better. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. It would have made a difference worse, definitely. Yes. We would have been worse away, definitely. <laughs> yes. But it is an interesting point to take. Oh, yeah, definitely. You That's... realize that all these games were technically home, and uh, none of them came out with a victory, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's actually leaves a sour taste in my mouth now because now we have to play two, two of those three away next season. And it's yeah, it's. It's going to be difficult, of course. Yeah, definitely. You can imagine it's going to be a whole new Chivas. Oh, that, especially with the rumor signings that they're rumored yeah, to have. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Pumas, you never know with Pumas, you know? Yeah, you never know. You're either going to get this great Pumas side at home mm-hmm. or you're going to get someone that, like, we ran over 4-0 in the league. In, in the league, yeah. Or, and Cruz Azul, Cruz Azul, I don't see them declining next season. Nope. So. Nope. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be tough, yeah. Like I said, two of those three away as well. So, I mean, thank you, Kevin, for yeah, that that's... interesting question. Because I do feel like if we would have played uh, in a different venue, maybe some, at, 
at least one result. One result would have been different. One result would have been mm-hmm. different, but I feel like it would have been in a worse, a worse result for us in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I guess you know, I guess that's kind of that. In, <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you again, Kevin, for that great, great question. Now let's move on to a question from the group chat here in the live chat. Uh, Mr. Chicken Biscuit says, "Who's your favorite for?" at the moment. Now, this is interesting because it's not an America or a Liga MX based question. We said everything was on the line here. You guys could have asked anything. And here's our first non-America, non-Liga MX question. It is, who is your favorite Champions League for the moment? I'm biased. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Say it. I mean, if you're biased, you're biased. I'm going to give my biased answer, then I'm going to give my non-biased answer. Okay. Actually, I'm gonna get my non-bias for it. My non-bias answer would, at the moment, at the moment, and it hurts me to say it honestly, but it's either Juventus or Barcelona. Okay. My bias answer and the eventual winner will be Real Madrid, obviously. But for right now, we're gonna let these two have their moments for right now, and then when quarterfinals comes, they're both out of here, and then Real Madrid wins the Champions League. So. That is how this one will pan out. Don't watch it anymore because I just told you the answer. Okay. All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I actually am going – if I had to give a biased answer, I'm going to say Manchester United, but my poor little heart can't take it. So it's – it's. I'm just said <laughs> it. Um, but thinking on it and, and seeing what, what some of these teams have been doing um, – I mean, you got to look at Chelsea and what they're, you know, fantastic record that they got going on right now. Um, I think Chelsea can go far. They can, I could see them making the final. I don't know so much about winning. Um, Real Madrid, you never know what they're going to turn around in, uh, you know, second half of the season. They could easily come back. Um, Wait, is Chelsea in Champions League? Oh, wait, no. Champions, I think Chelsea's in Europa League. <laughs> Oh, uh, never mind. I, I was going off their uh, I was going <laughs> off their Premier League and I guess Europa League. Mm-hmm. Shaking my head now. Shaking I look in my head. Oh yikes! We might have to edit this out. <laughs> no, we're leaving it. So everyone go troll me on Twitter. Uh, everyone go troll Ivan, please. I would say Ivan. Ivan, what's your Twitter? My Twitter handle is at Ivan Pineda eighty three. So go do what you must. Go do what you must. Um. I mean, yeah, obviously Juventus looking very good. Listen, any team with Ronaldo, a clear favorite. He is Mr. Champions League. That is the best Champions League player in history. So, I mean, be interesting to see what uh, what, what that happens. But, I mean, they, they did lose against Manchester United. Uh, they, did. they did lose against Manchester United, right. Why a part of me says Manchester United, but I know, I know that was a fluke. Don't so, worry. So many things are wrong with United right now, but we're not going to get into that. But, yes, I, I I think I'd agree with you. Juventus is probably one of the strongest mm-hmm. still favorites for uh, for winning the Champions League. Yeah. I'm sorry if I said Chelsea, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. That was bad and embarrassing. But moving on into the next question. Thank you, Mr. Chicken Biscuit, for that, as always. All right. Moving on. Mr. Luis Ixta. That is at L-E-A-I-S-T-30 on Twitter. Who should leave in the transfer window? The whole team. 
No, I'm just joking. <laughs> does he want one player or does he want a select few? Because I can name a select few. Right, let's give him three names. Three right, names, names? that should leave in the transfer window. Three names <clears throat> right off the bat. <clears throat> the first one, Cecil Dominguez. Okay. Out. Um, well, see, this is hard now because there's a lot of people on the bench that should leave too, you know? Hmm. You know what? I'm just going to give you three starters just to spice spice things up a bit. The three starters or, you know, regulars off the bench. I'll, okay. I'll give you that one. Okay, so Cecilia should leave. Um, Oribe Peralta. Oh, interesting. Okay. Emmanuel Aguilera. Okay. I agree with two of those names. I don't think Peralta should go. You don't think Peralta should go? Okay. I think he stays. And I think okay. he I, I, I think he stays too, but if you know the heart wants, you know, what the heart wants. Yeah, if he's calling for Santos, then maybe, but yeah. Okay, I agree with you. Those two are probably at the top of my list too. Cecilio Dominguez, even though a lot of people will say, but he's still young, he can still pick oh, up. He's very young, honestly. I get yeah. it. I guess yeah. we're giving him too much flag for being bad, but we still have to realize he is still relatively really young, actually. But uh, who's to say that he hasn't reached his kind of, you know, okay. capacity? So let's go on the mountain. You know, we'll have to wait and see. Would be interesting to see if he was to leave mm-hmm. with all this rumor mill going on. Right. But for me, Cecilio Dominguez. Dominguez. Emanuel Aguilera. I believe we can do much better in the defense department than him. There's um, Alvarez on the bench. Seriously. Yeah, it's a shock. It's. And I mean, this is tough. Yeah, it's tough. Because, like you said, there's a couple of bench players that probably should see the light of day in America um, in regards to leaving, I think. Uh, That's I mean, the name two off the bat, honestly, Pedro Arce and what's his name? I don't even know how to pronounce his name to this day. In Insaralde. Insaralde. See, look, see those, two don't, those two never play, so they should obviously leave. But, you know, I don't want to give you the generic answer. I'll just give you three from the starting and regulars off. Yeah. I mean, damn, this is hard. It is hard. Carlos Vargas. Wow. Carlos Vargas. Yeah, he doesn't get playing time at all anymore. I mean, let's face it. We all thought he'd be a great, great defender. And then came Georgie Sanchez. Yeah, Georgie Sanchez, right? Which, nah, by, by the way, could see minutes this Saturday. So that's could a big plus for us. With a hand brace. With the hand brace, yes. But because it was rumored that he was out for the whole Ligia. So this news is music to my ears. Definitely. I think we'll see him come second half. I think we talked about it in the last podcast, too. I, yeah, I think we did, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So interesting, those players. interesting enough, on the topic of players leaving America, there is a lot of people on Twitter that want Renato Ibarra to leave this December. I'm pretty sure you've seen it too. I'm not the only one. I know know I'm not the only one. And I know that Chad's seen it too. So I really want to get your your thoughts about about this. Why does 40% of the America fan base want Renato Ibarra to leave, in your opinion? Because... Because Because there's a lot of things that you have to take take in consideration when it comes to Renato Ibarra. I guess um, the biggest one would be his injury-prone level. 
that and the fact that he hasn't scored goals and people are looking at it he's not scoring Mm -hmm. you know you look like someone that he about to win he scored a couple goals and they scored a big one against Chivas um I, I think people don't really take into consideration or appreciation everything he does on and off the ball, moving the team forward. He mm-hmm. carries it literally sometimes on his yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said it time and time again on this podcast. He's by far the most creative player we have on the yes. mm-hmm. alongside Diego Lainez. He's the one that always usually gives a hundred percent and he's always striving for the team. Uh, he, he feels the colors and, and and he really plays a very very good game. I feel like a lot of people are just looking at him and saying they're waiting for him to explode into something more. Okay. Um, and I think I think with what you get from Ratibarra is what you see is what you get, but what you get is very very good versatile player who's fast who has great ball control. If you see him run down the line with the ball at his feet, he keeps that ball so, so close to his feet. It's ridiculous. Dribbling 99. Extremely 99. <laughs> um, I, I I think that some people just kind of don't realize it, what his work ethic is, because it's really good. Mm-hmm. So you see him, he drops down too and helps out. Um, I'm, I'm baffled. I'm really baffled by the fact that, you know, like you said, forty percent mm-hmm. would 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 like to see Ibarra go. And I wish I was lying, but it is forty percent. Like it's mostly like this past week and the week or so. There's a lot of people saying, you know, Ibarra, it's time to go. And the crazy thing is, every, you know, and he didn't even take that long to adapt to Mexico. Right. I, I think no. he he came off and you know running as he always does. So. Yeah. Again, it, it baffles me. It really does surprise me. I don't know what uh, what you guys think about it too, but um, by far one of my favorite players, if not my Same. favorite player for America for the past three, four years, um, okay. the thing he's been able to do, uh, I, I think he's carried this team very well. The way he's carried himself has been very well as well. Um, you've never seen him kind of run any headlines uh, because he's, he's a very good professional. Uh, he's someone very good at work ethics. Uh, on and off the pitch. And I, I think some people kind of lose track of that and, and focus more on the goals, the, you know. The the flashy plays, you know. Exactly, exactly. And while Renato Ibarra can do very good flashy plays, uh, he can take one or two players off, but his thing is more more direct in a sense. Right. So he gets the ball, runs at a defender, whether he needs to cut inside or whether he has to cut out, mm-hmm. and, and then – in doing so, takes on a player, and then he crosses the ball in, and and that's his game, and that's produced so many goals for us. Um, and I think some people maybe forgotten exactly how much he's contributed Definitely. to this America side. And you see it when he's not on the pace, you know, America looks completely different, you know. Exactly, and perfect example is when you take it back to the Santos game. Oh, uh, when he starts on the bench. A lot of people maybe well, didn't question it, or if they did, uh, didn't seem to want to follow up on it. But America looked very poor without him. Yeah. And then to give him only eight minutes to try to impact, I I think in that sense too has uh, maybe diminished him. Yeah. But very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good topic you bring up right there. Very, very good. But thank you again, Mr. Luis, for uh, for that question. All right. Now, a very, a very, a question that is very close to you, my friend, because you are someone who's thought about this constantly. Now, this question comes from Justin on Twitter. His at is 
at Justin underscore SGG. Justin, ask me, Justin. Any plans on expanding outside of YouTube? Ooh, the podcast he's referring to, I'm assuming, right? Yes. The podcast now. Can we talk about it or? We can give some kind of hints here and there. We can't give specifics, of course, because we right. want it to be surprises. But yes, we do have kind of ideas on how to branch out Big. from YouTube. Um, we will say this. I mean, all of this actually, you know, wouldn't be possible without you guys, the listeners. Uh, Christian, I mean, has come to me with golden ideas, which uh, we are looking into. Uh you know, the way the podcast is even run, the way you guys will see the podcast soon, um, everything is 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 going to change. We're going to have a whole makeover for the Eagle Eye podcast come next year. Uh, we're very excited. We're going to give more detail whenever we can. Uh, right now, right now we'd be uh, we'd be like that one sign that says under construction. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but hopefully, uh, you guys like the the new ideas that we have coming on. Um, not just for you know, the podcast itself and, and how we manage ourselves outside the podcast, but also what we do on YouTube. Uh, you know, we've talked about certain different things that we, we have planned. Um, more 2019 is our year, boys. 2020. You guys just wait. You guys are all coming to the top with us. Oh, dude. And it feels so good when this all happens. Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, Justin, we do have right. a lot of... Uh, we, we do have a lot of things in mind in regards to what we can do outside of uh, the podcast and YouTube in regards to expanding. Um, I think, a, and a better way to say it also is to find a way to, you know, be able to reach more of you and track with more of you. I mean, what that's uh, our main goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's always been our main goal. Mm-hmm. And, um, but just to like, uh, piggyback of what you're saying, you know, we're not leaving YouTube. We, we're never going to leave YouTube. So just oh i guess an expanding uh reaching new audience i think ivan hits it on the point i think if we were to expand hint hint um this would be a way to reach more of you guys and to grow even more as a a community definitely definitely so Mm -hmm. there there is plenty of plans in the works uh and Mm -hmm. we'll share them with you guys all whenever like that sign coming coming soon in 2019 you know we should like that's like somewhere it's gonna be funny but yeah big plans for 2019 and hopefully everything will come to fruition yeah hopefully hopefully now we're, we're gonna backtrack a little bit because i think uh someone here in the chat has brought up great points here mr okay. gerardo alvarado says in regards to the whole renati Ibarra situation it's okay. not so much that he hasn't been good but we need him to give us more. Him and Cecilia Dominguez were sold to us as more and have improved their worth. I can name more players. I can name well, – let me backtrack right here. Mm-hmm. I can name more players the club could have gotten with the same amount of money with a higher percentage of adapting better. Now, that is that is very interesting. Even I like really- that second point because that is true. Yes. That is definitely true. Calories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will defend Renato Ibarra here, though. He was sold to us with this kind of saying that he's from Europe. He's this great, fast, pacey winger. Uh, he, he was that was our our big transfer for the for the hundred year, right? That was the he, transfer. Him and Cecilio Dominguez. Right. Okay. Um, 
I will say this. I think Renato Ibarra, if you look back and if you really did your homework on who he was, he's done exactly what he did in Vitesse here in America. I mean, the way I see it is Ibarra has proven himself, has come to America, has adapted, and has given us exactly what we were sold on. In regards to the way that I see it, because I, I focus on him a lot during the games, and I see what is he doing off the ball? What is he doing with the ball? What is he doing when he loses the ball? I think you see the type of player he is, the hustle he has. He's a very, very good player. And, and you try to see what Cecilio Dominguez does, You those two don't compare aren't compatible in the sense because I think Ibarra's up here while Cecilio Dominguez is still down here. Yes, Cecilio mm-hmm. Dominguez was sold to us as Paraguay's young golden boy. Yes, that is true. Mm-hmm. And that's how I saw it. That's why I was so excited to to when, when he was when he was announced because of what I've heard and what I've seen about Cecilio Dominguez. But I think his point right now, I agree 100% with you. I'm actually going to defend Renato here because Renato is Right now, literally the best player in America, besides Guido Rodriguez. We can't agree with Rodriguez, right? But um, Renato Bar is top well, forward, two. Yeah. Top two, definitely. He has proven himself, yes. I think people, like, like, I think it goes back to my first point. I think people do see him as injury prone, and maybe that's why people don't really give him the credit that he deserves. But when he is on that pitch, he does give 110% of him every single game. He is a game changer. We saw it in the Santos game. You know, Renato wasn't there. We just didn't look like America. And it's true because when, when Renato is there, we do see a lot of a lot of the play go through him. And a lot of our chances are from him. So... You know, can Renato give more? Definitely, he can score more because we know he can score. But in terms of what he has done already and what he is doing this season for the most part, he has proven himself. Cecilia, on the other hand, you know, that's a whole different story and we can talk. We can we, we can probably spend a whole podcast on Cecilia Dominguez, but we're not going to get into that. But I will defend Renato about it here. Well, like you said, I think Gerardo makes a great point in, in mm. the second part where he in said... the second part, I completely agree with you because with that money, we probably could have gotten, quote-unquote, better players. Well, someone who could have adapted much, much better or someone maybe that who already was adapted. Like Dylan. Um, like who? Dylan. Dylan? Yeah, we could have... We we America could have got him. Would have yeah. made a big difference in America. Definitely. I mean... What more could you have asked? Okay. But it's true. It's true. Um, I I feel like, though, yes, a lot of people will say that Renato Ibarra probably can give more. I would say I like to say that I maybe am a little bit kind of content with him because I've seen what he's done. And maybe it's because of the lack of what other people are doing, which is why he stands out so much for me in regards uh, because I feel like he is one of those players that maybe will be forgotten in uh, in recent America years after he leaves the club. Mm. Um, kind of gives you a bit of that Rosine-esque. Mm. Right? 
Now he was much better than Rosine. Hundred percent much better than Rosine. <laughs> but a player like because uh, Rosine had his good moments. He, yeah, he had his good moments, but like I wouldn't put him you know, top five all America. No, no, but and I'm not saying that nobody about a top five in, in America history at all. Oh, just, no, no, definitely not. No, he's nowhere near top five. <laughs> I'm just saying what he's doing right now. That, that's what I'm saying though. Right now he's he's pretty good right now. You know, there there shouldn't be that much hate from from the America fan base towards Renato Ibarra. But, because if Renato Ibarra, God forbid, actually, you know what? I don't even want to say this right now because I might jinx it. You know, I'm not gonna say it. Never mind. I'm not gonna say. It. I'm not gonna say what I'm gonna say. Okay. Well, in regards to hoping that Christian does not jinx Renato Ibarra, I will say this though: he has one year left on his contract. So it's interesting that these rumors start going and piling up because, mm-hmm. well, technically, he's, uh, he's on six months once the January transfer January transfer window hits. I keep um, saying it that that window is gonna be very big for us. Does he go? Does he stay? I don't know. I'll we'll have to wait and see. There's a lot of people. I have to Staying wait. And going. It's going to be big. Stay tuned. It should be a good one. Mm-hmm. It should be a good one. Um, But again, we digress. Thank you again, though. Uh, yeah, that's a good that point. A very good point. Very, mm-hmm. very good point. And I think it, it, it really gets us, um, you know, gets gets things in a different perspective in that sense. But moving on to the next Twitter question, and this one has a two parts. Two parts. Go for it. Mr. Ryan on Twitter, at Ryan underscore 102 says, Ivan and Dylan, well, I guess it's just going to be me. Wow. Walk us through the process of adding a new member to the podcast and Chris feelings when they asked you to join. So I will go first. and then You go first, yeah. To take a give you this kind of idea now uh great question ryan um and i will tell you this uh we had no intentions on adding anyone when we this is true when we made this podcast uh me and dylan said you know we're gonna go through it and it's gonna be me and him and uh and we'll just kind of you know test the waters out see how things going because we didn't even know if we were gonna be good at this if this was even gonna be sustainable for us and and if we were even gonna have listeners um turns out that we did and of course, we're very grateful for all of you. Um, but it was interesting because uh, the way that uh, that we kind of went through the process of picking Christian, because we picked Christian, uh, it wasn't that we were looking for someone to come on. It was Christian stood out to us, and we tested the waters to see if if he was the perfect person that we had in mind. Uh, it turns out it was, and it. it and and the thing was that uh, like I said, we we had no intentions of of adding anyone. Um, at the moment, we it was just us two. Um, and the thing that stood out to us about Christian was the fact that he was doing things for us, uh, and one never asked for anything in return. Never even asked to come onto the podcast whatsoever. Uh, he was just I was scared. scared. <laughs> <laughs> he was just there. Uh, helping us, making us banners, making us logos, making us things for you know Twitter, um, and he uh, and he did this all out of the kindness of his heart because he just wanted to see a podcast that he enjoyed grow, um, and that really stood out to us uh, so much that uh, that that me and me and uh, me and Dylan started talking more about Christian, about having him come on the pod. Uh, that first season we did, he wasn't able to because it was school. Uh, but, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, 
but we actually got connected with each other. We we exchanged phone numbers. We we started a group chat. We talked about America. We talked about things outside of America. We grew a friendship. Um, and from that, uh, I think me and Dylan said, you know what? Let's have him on the podcast. And without even telling him that he kind of was on trial, uh, brought him on, and and we, you know, he came on as a guest, and uh, he did fantastic we we really liked kind of the energy the three of us had uh and because of that we then we then said okay you know me and dylan agreed said you know he's perfect uh at the mo at the time being dylan was probably gonna miss a couple of shows because of work um oh yeah mm-hmm. and so we thought this is perfect he would come in he'd adapt uh, and you know it was gonna be a lot more of these kind of episodes where it's just me and him but uh oh, that was terrible things 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 panned out differently, you know, now it's, you know, us three. Uh, but that is the story of how you got the Eagle Eye Boys. Um, it's, it's, it's not to say that we will never add anyone again, and it's not to say that this is a closed panel because it's not. Um, at the moment, though, yes, it, we're not looking for someone, but you never know, come the future, things are different. We, we never, we will never close our doors to, to you guys, the community mm-hmm. especially, to our listeners. Um, but that is not to say that you guys can never come on. We are always looking at you guys to to come on. If 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 you guys ever have kind of this urgency to come on and kind of speak speak your speak your opinions and anything like that, you guys are more than welcome to. You guys can always get in contact with myself, Dylan, Christian, whoever it is, Definitely. podcast page. You guys come to us, and then we're more than happy to have you guys on here, and we'll try to uh, to accommodate with your guys' schedule and with ours. Um, just because, like we said, it's a very important for us to to know that. Uh, you guys are the most important factor within this. Uh, you know, as much as we're the ones talking, we're the ones behind the microphone. You guys do the most important part. Listen. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Without you guys, there is no podcast. Yeah, so, exactly. If you guys have ever wanted to come on, uh, if you guys ever had any opinions, make sure you guys let us know. We're more than happy to to have you guys on here. Um, you know, and just to say that you know. Down the line, in in the near future, we don't add someone else to the panel, you know, mm-hmm. and we interchange and all that stuff. Yep. You know, we 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 have a very open mind in in regards to you guys, um, and our doors are, are always open for all of you guys as well. So mm-hmm. make sure you guys uh make sure you guys do get in contact if anything like that. But that is kind of the process that went through when we picked Christian, um, and like we said, the thing that stood out was that he never asked for anything in return. He was only doing this out of the kindness of his heart, and that really stood out to us because no one else was doing something like that. For us. <laughs> um, and it was interesting because it was like when we were just barely starting. Um, yeah. So we want to thank you, Christian, again for all the hard work. And and you know now I guess this is your part where you answer the question. Right, it was the feelings, right? The feelings. Yeah. Okay. How they of when we asked you to come. All right. So let me give you guys a backstory first about why I did everything. Um, like. I guess this ties in into the feelings part, but I just stumbled upon this podcast on Twitter and I said, what is this all about? Like, I I just never knew that people talking about my favorite team in English because, you know, that's just, you know, that's just uncommon, unheard of or whatever. So, you know, I clicked on it and funny enough, yeah, they were talking about it and I was like, wow, what the hell? Like, this, this is honestly crazy. It's insane to me. So I start, I listened the whole thing. I listened the following week and then the following week. And then I'm like, wow, okay, this is something I really want to get behind the support. 
see this grow because you know who know who knows maybe these guys can go big one day and you know i would like to see that happen so i i think the first thing i ever did was i think the banner if i'm not mistaken the twitter banner on i think it was that um i guess a little bit more of a backstory i came from before before all of this this was uh, i had a not, not really a job more like, more like a more like a community helper kind of thing i don't know it was like in graphics or whatever and i always they always said to make like your like uh your page stand out to have very important stuff on the banner i think you guys had previously there there was just your twitter on it i i would believe or i think your youtube link as well i'm not too sure about that but i don't quote me because i really don't i really don't remember your old banner um, I don't know if you even remember your old unless banner. You know, unless you remember the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was like, okay, listen, let me let me help these guys. Let me make something so when you click on their Twitter page, you can see like, okay, they're located here. They're located here. I can find them here. I know when they're gonna be on. I know who the people are. So just an instant thing. So I was like, hey guys, I made this for you guys. If you guys want to use it, might go go for it. You don't have to use it, but you know, maybe something to help you guys out. They said thank you so much. What do I owe you? Nothing, nothing in return. Don't worry about it. And I just kept doing it. And I, I kept doing it, doing it, doing it. But then I'm kind of a perfectionist, so I kept doing it over and over and over again until you know so, until it fit perfectly. And then like it got to the point where I think I was sending them one one every like three weeks or one every two weeks. It got that bad because I'm just that much of a perfectionist or whatever. But that was that. Now, when the first time they asked me, I honestly couldn't because now because I was scared, even though I low key was, but no, it was something about school, so that's why I couldn't join. But I had to make it a thing to join the second time because I was like, listen, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna wanna support them and you know do something that I actually like, you know, I had to give this a chance. So without going into it, because I didn't think they were even looking at me to be on the panel, so to say, I was like, you know what, let's do this. Let's just get let, let's do it because I'm very excited and I want to support. So I did it. And then uh, I get the message, listen, can you come on next week again? And I was like, yeah, I mean, why not? I, I know I, I I think I did pretty bad that first one, but if you guys want to have me again, that's fine. You guys can go back and watch that one. I was actually very terrible at that one. Go look at it. It was, it was really bad, honestly. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. Um, so, yeah, the second week happened. And then after the second episode, you know, they, they kind of, you know, told me beforehand, you know, listen, we, we really want you to be on the podcast. And I was like, I, I when I got that text, I was like, wow, like, this is about to happen. You know, like, I'm actually going to be doing something, talking about America in English. You know, it was, I wouldn't say a dream come true, but it was a very amazing opportunity. And I know I couldn't say no to it. So it was, a, it was amazing. And I'm so grateful and thankful to Ivan and Dylan for even considering me to be on the panel. And, you know, now we're here. Yep, now we're here. Part of the Eagle Eye Boys mixtape dropping soon. Um, no, it, it, it's great. It, it's great to kind of have these kind of stories to te- to be able to tell because you know it's just it's these things that just it, it just happen sometimes. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully we answered your question well, Ryan. Uh, like I said, we always have uh, we always have this door open for the community. Definitely. Alrighty, we'll move on to the next question. And this one comes from the live chat, Mr. Emperor. Am I saying that? Emperor Emperor Palpatine? Yeah. 
Palpatine. Oh, Palpatine. 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 Doesn't matter. You know who you are. We know, know who, who you are. are. The question mm-hmm. is, how do you guys feel about Mateos Uribe? Now, this is something that we've talked about quite consistently on the podcast for the past couple of weeks. Christian, I'll let you go because he uh, he's someone that you kind of held very high, and this year hasn't really been going so well. See, you guys really can't see if you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, but that, that's my lock screen, actually. Mateo Cidiva is my lock screen. He is my favorite player on America. I know he's having a poor season. I think poor is the right word. Um, I, I love Uribe, and we all know what he's capable of. <sighs> the, the It's hard. Uribe's situation is hard, only because I say, you know, I – as a professional, you really shouldn't let outside problems interfere with your work. But when it when it's about your family, you know, it it, it gets a little bit to like that spot where like eggs, like you know, I don't know, you know, it's it it, it, it even situations is hard. I know if he stays for the clausura, he'll be ten times better, and he's back to the Uribe that we know and love. I I'm not giving up on Uribe yet. I still think he um he still has. You know, I still think he can produce what he did last season for us. I agree. I agree. Um, I I mean, he's he's someone that just completely tore it up coming into the into the league, and now he's died off after the World Cup, and it's just it's interesting, you know, because you would have imagined that he would continue this good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very crucial, very important player. I mean, what more can we say? Yeah. Listen, I love Uribe. He's going to come back next season if he stays with us. I, I think he does stay. I think he does stay. He sees the rest out of his contract. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I would feel like maybe after this, you know, he has to get whatever he needs to get situated. Mm-hmm. We'll see a much better Mateus Uribe. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully things go better because we do miss him. Uh, a yeah. Miss him a lot, definitely. Going forward. He and Guido misses him too. Yes. Because Guido's <laughs> like, no, can't be doing this for that much longer. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Goodness. Amazing player. Like like Emperor just said, a little bit of a roadblock, but he'll be back next season. Hopefully. Hopefully. Now, mm-hmm. we're running to the end of questions here, unless we get more questions here in the in the live chat. But our last question on Twitter. Mm-hmm. says comes from Mr. Hot Cup of Clark 2 Twitter handle is at blank it kid who asked a very peculiar question okay. says top three favorite primary colors wait is that a trick question yes because <laughs> there's only three primary there's only three primary Colors. <laughs> and funny enough, what are the colors? Red, blue, and yeah, yellow. Yellow. Red, blue, yellow. What more do you want to say about the logo for America? Mm-hmm. All three colors in them. But of course, those are our favorite colors in the prime section. That was hilarious that he asked that. It was only Dude, wait, I didn't I didn't see that one actually. So that's actually I, I was like, wait, there has to be a true question. As because there's only three. <laughs> okay, I was about to say green, but then I was like, wait, hold up. No, there's no green. 
Yeah. That is actually part of the secondary colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite tricky. Uh, Quite tricky. But you caught it, though, so you're good. Hmm? You caught it, so you're good. Yeah, because I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was a great question, and it really kind of caught you off guard. So thank you, uh, Hot Cup of Clark. Very, very good question. Thank you. Thank you to everyone on Twitter who submitted questions. Very, very fun. I think we still got a couple more questions here on the group chat. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, this has been very fun. Extremely yes, this is fun. very fun. And we, we should do. definitely... Uh, we see those often. Yeah. Yeah, we should do these more often. Mm-hmm. These Q&As whenever we are permitted. But moving on to the next question. How do you feel about Roger? I'm pretty sure you meant to say Roger. We put Roger. 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 Uh, Mr. Emperor says, uh, which is funny. We, we kind of talked about it. There was yeah, we talked about earlier it. About it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if we um, it's, it's, we're still waiting on him, but yeah. he, his time is, is coming to an end shortly Sorry. in regards to the fan base. Yeah. Um, at first, we, we thought it was the adap- adaptation. Um, he wasn't adapting to Mexico or the Liga. Emekis, uh, quite yet, but I mean, we're a whole season in and we haven't seen any improvement. Uh, if he has another one of these seasons next season, he's he's gone in in uh, in June. Um, but I hope that's not the case because we see the potential that he has. We often, you know, thinking him as you know a Cavanias type player, and we know how good Cavanias was for us. So hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, something happens this season where it just clicks and goes on, or we'll just have to wait till next season and he can uh, blossom there. Definitely, definitely. All right, we're going to move on to the last question of tonight's podcast. Mr. Gerardo says, what do you guys think about our strikers? Mainly Menes. I don't see Guido Rodriguez or Mateo Siribe coming out for him. Very good question. First time we mentioned Menace in this podcast. Uh, we hardly have ever mentioned him this season. It's looked like we've forgotten that we still have a Frenchman under our uh, our books. I don't forget. It would be interesting that uh, he would be coming back for the Clausura. Yes. He is, is coming back for the Clausura. Yes, he's coming back for the Clausura. It looks yeah. like he might be ready beforehand. Maybe we'll see him in a couple of friendlies. Maybe, um, but maybe. That is a big maybe, though. That is a big um, I think. I think if we're thinking about our strikers, Menace is definitely a good option. He isn't a quote-unquote striker. I think he would be yeah. playing that role that uh, Oye Peralta is playing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he could possibly be the answer to our problems. That's what he isn't, he's one of, one of those game-changer type players. When Mendes was not on the field last season, for the most part, I'm not saying all the time, but when he was not on the field, you know, America looked a little bit flustered, a little bit too, how should I say, like they, they were trying to force everything too much. And Mendes comes in and it's like, yo, listen, relax, guys. We, 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 we know how to play. Let's just slow down the tempo a little bit. Let's start passing a little bit, a little bit more creative. And that was Menes. You know, he often put those passes that you didn't think that, you know, can happen. And he just did it in most cases. But then you had a Riviparata last season who missed almost every single one of them. So, you know, that's why Menes doesn't really get the recognition that he should. No, yeah, definitely. 
definitely. I think Emperor says it too. It, it seems that he was adapting to Mexico before his injury, and then of course his injury comes, um, and that the worst time ever. Um, it's unfortunate, but these things happen in Mexico. I, I, it is a very unfortunate thing that Menace, as great as he is, he, it does seem that he's made out of glass. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, he can come in and finish off his six months on a very good high note. Strong, yeah, I really hope so. Because remember, he has the option of getting one more year with America. He does, but whether America decides to take it is going to be up to Menace and what he can produce in six months, which is a very short time to produce. It is a short time. Very short time. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what Menace is capable of doing. Now, no one's going to question his talent. No one's going to question exactly what he's done. I mean, what 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 more could we ask for Menace? To <laughs> uh, not be made out of glass? I mean, listen, he's a great player, and there's no denying that. Um, I Honestly, I don't think a lot of people see him that way. I don't think people see Mendes as a good player. I just think that he's just there just for the money, honestly. No passion, no nothing. But in my eyes, I do honestly think that he does make a difference. I agree. I think he does. I think he does. But who does he come in for? Oribe. For Oribe? Mm -hmm. We did see Oribe start on the bench against Cruz Azul, and the team didn't look so bad. He was flirting with retirement, wasn't he? It looked like it. Or going back to Santos for, for his last season ever. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see, I know. But I think you're right. Menace would definitely be a very good player. I, I mean, could you imagine the partnership between Menace and Roger? What That's that what could possibly be? That's what I'm saying. Roger needs to be fed balls and Menace can feed you balls. It, it would be interesting to see that partnership come come to fruition. Yeah. Or imagine a triangle. Menace, Roger, and Henry all playing oh. off each other. I think Cowboy Dan would be ecstatic with that. I think Cowboy Dan would love that idea. He really would. But now here comes a real tough question. What happens to our boy Diego Linus? Diego Linus, I know. I was just about to get that. <clears throat> well, Menez does like playing in Linus' position, and Linus does prefer that position. Um, but we also got to take account what if Cecilia does leave? What if Renato does leave in December, you know? If Renato does leave, I promise you we're getting a replacement. and We're not looking at Linus. And- right. And that's the wrong wrong move to make, but we, I think we all know and understand well, this club. Yeah, you're right. But uh, uh, Linus isn't leaving this December. I know that. He would most likely leave in the summer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This summer is going to be huge for us. Guys, I'm going to keep repeating it. I think that's going to be my new thing now. From now on, I think I'm going to repeat that. The summer of 2019 will be a big chance for going to four club American. And I'll stand by that. But until then, um... Yeah, I don't see Linus leaving in December, so that does raise a uh, question of like, what what does happen to Linus? Because look, I will argue that I would much rather have Diego Linus in that camp spot, right? And Menes is a superstar. He can't do it on the wings. It's just I I feel like he feels more comfortable being in a free roam position. Yeah, he does, and he said it before. He like I like to play there. We'll have to wait and see. Piojo's going to have a really, really tough time on his hands. Right. But, I mean, I don't know if Menes will be 100% come jornada number one of the clausura. No, so, he- maybe until then he can be kind of like a super sub, in a sense, Menes, and then have Linus starting. But then I'm not going to like that if Linus is playing well, 
And by week five, Menez is 100% ready to play 90 minutes. That Linus will only get 15 minutes of the game. And that's only when Menez comes out, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's going to be hard for whoever's in charge of that team next year. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait mm-hmm. and see. But that wraps it up for our Q and A. That was almost two hours. That was almost two hours, dude. <laughs> this was very, very fun. We should do this more often, honestly. Exactly. This was a very, very fun. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully, if you guys have listened to it via SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify, whatever it may be, hopefully, you guys have uh, liked our questions, our answers. And thank you to everyone who submitted a question, whether you were via Twitter, whether you were out here live in the chat, and you guys were also uh, very, very great. Thank you so much to everyone who came by and participated. As always, as always, you guys can find us on Twitter at Eagle iPod. You guys can go hit up our DMs mention us, whatever the, the, the case may be. We love interacting with you guys, whether you guys have a question, whether you guys have just something on your mind, whether you just want to talk America, we are always available to you, and you guys can always find our information on our Twitter page. So make sure you guys do follow the Eagle Eye podcast on there, at Eagle Eye Pod. Christian, anything else you'd like to say before we sign off? No, I just want to say thank you for all the questions that we received on Twitter. Um, We, we gave them a shout-out, right? We said their Twitter name. Definitely. Okay. So thank you to every. Oh my God, my earbud just came off. Um, thank you to everyone who asked us on Twitter. Um, really, really grateful for you guys. Thank you everyone that came on the live chat today and asked us questions there. Um, like Ivan says, this podcast would not be happening. Would not be happening without you guys listening. So thank you guys once again for coming out tonight. And a huge shout out to anyone who is still listening to the podcast from day one that me and Dylan started recording a year ago, specifically a year ago, me and Dylan hopped on here and started talking about America. So if you are still listening to this podcast since day one, we just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. And thank you for making us just even better by listening to us again. Have yourselves a wonderful, wonderful night. Make sure you guys don't forget America plays this Saturday in the Estadio de Mesio Diaz, but it is on Saturday against Veracruz. Last game of the regular season, closing out, leading off to Ligia. Should be interesting where things end up going. Christian, what did you say that the scoreline was going to be? Oh, I said it was, what did I say? Two nothing? Three nothing? Two nothing, I think. I don't know. We got to ask Cowboy Dan. I honestly forgot. I believe you did say two nothing. I said four nil. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, America does not, you know. Don't forget that this Sat this Sunday actually we will know our playoff opponent this Sunday. So next podcast is going to be huge. Next, next podcast, podcast, you have to tune into next podcast. We will break down everything we need to know for our upcoming playoff game. You guys can catch us again Tuesday live here on YouTube, seven p.m. Uh, not seven p.m. six p.m. Pacific time, eight p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and, of course, 7 p.m. for Mountain Time, people. And with that said, Christian, let's close out the show. Thank you again so much for coming on and uh, being a wonderful host. Oh, thank you for having me on, guys. And uh, have a great night, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. Have you guys a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving this Thursday. Hopefully you guys have some great turkey. We'll see you guys next week. On YouTube, and you guys can always catch us on Twitter. Until next time, as always, Arriba America. Take care. Take care, guys.